covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. All right, Hoodats, we are back for another edition of Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller alongside Jeff Nowak here bringing you the latest and greatest from your Saints. Another big disappointment this past week 10 in Pittsburgh. And Jeff... I know, I know you're hurting as much as I am right now talking about just some not so savory football this season. What are you talking about? I'm having a great time. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love miserable. You football. look like you're in mourning right now. Jeff's got a hoodie on. If you're not watching the YouTube version of this, you're just listening. And I feel like almost in memoriam of this season already at, at three and seven. No, it's just cold. It's just under 50 degrees in New Orleans, which which means it's like 50 degrees in my house. That's really the issue. If you don't live in New Orleans and people here complain about the cold, it's less about the temperature and it is about the fact that I can't heat my house. It just doesn't happen. There's no insulation. The heat just steeps out into the world. So it's like either I have a $7,000 electric bill or I just exist in the cold. And so that's what I'm doing. But Anyway, this is a podcast about the Saints, and that's what we're going to talk about. First things first, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, on anywhere that you get a podcast and you are not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it. If you can leave a review wherever you are listening, I also appreciate that. Or if you don't feel like typing, just leave a rating. Helpful. Always helpful. I, I always feel bad when I go on Apple Podcasts and I see, oh, we have, you know, X number of reviews, and then we have this number of listens. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Why not? Why not tell us how much we suck at the very least? Get it out of your system, right? Tell we me are why I'm wrong. better than this team this year. I gotta give. I gotta give us at least that much props. But yeah, so in this episode, we're gonna talk about another person that people need to get it out of their system, and that's Dennis Allen. Who Ooh. you know, there's there's a petition out there. People seem to think that's gonna help, but yeah, we're gonna get into that and why I don't think that it's a realistic. Uh, idea that he's going to get fired this season, no matter how much people complain on Twitter. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what he had to say. And we also want to get into what a player had to say about Dennis Allen, which, and I think, and why I think it's relevant. Beyond that, we're going to get into the studs and duds. Again, is going to be a lot more duds than studs, but the name of the segment is the name of the segment. So we have to just do it. There, and there are a few players who I think had a good day and we can give them, we can give them some props. And then finally, we're going to get into. You know, this Jameis Winston versus Andy Dalton debate, some of the confusing messaging that has been put out there around it and, you know, how I think it's going to develop or how we think it's going to develop over the next few weeks. So we're going to get into that. But first things first, pump the brakes. Nothing you have seen from the Saints organization should lead you to believe that they are going to fire Dennis Allen. You may you may disagree with their decision making. You may think they should do things differently. But this team the team that has had the same general manager for two decades is not firing a head coach. The second head coach he has hired in those two decades, 10 weeks into that coaching tenure, it's not going to happen. Like I get it. Everyone's frustrated. It's not going to happen. There's a petition out there. It's got 4,000 signatures. Whoopee. I'm sorry, guys. You're stuck with Dennis Allen. Just accept it. 
I wonder if there'll be more signatures on that petition or the Latoya recall petition. We don't need to get political here, but at least the recall petition, <laughs> you could have 50,000 signatures on this. Nothing would happen. At least there is a number that if you get to on a recall petition, <laughs> that it would matter and they would actually have a recall. In this case, who knows who these people are? Like the, I, I'd hope there's a lot more than 5,000 Saints fans, right? Because if you want to look at it that way, the percentage of people who have signed this petition relative to the number of Saints fans is very, very small. Plus, the team doesn't care. <laughs> That's the thing. No right. one voted bottom, Dennis Allen into office. <laughs> right. Bottom line is it's like this is not your decision, obviously. I understand fans' frustrations, obviously. We knew going into this year that Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton, and he does not carry himself that way. Uh, he does not have that same kind of air about him. And I think that's been a big issue as well with fans. They want to see him chewing guys out on the sideline, and that's just not who D.A. is. No, he just has a permanent like deer-in-the-headlights look about him, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he's a particularly good head coach, right? But well, I think there are... speaks for that, right? Yeah, I mean, he's 11 and 35. Like, I don't think that's a bold statement, right? But... I don't think you necessarily have to be a great head coach to, to lead winning football, right? I've, I've watched Ben McAdoo lead the Giants to the playoffs. Ben freaking McAdoo. You know, actually, if we want to go back down that rabbit hole, he's, he benched Eli Manning for Geno Smith. And at the time, we were like, wow, what a crazy person. Fire him immediately. He's, you know, he's on crazy pills. And then you look at Geno Smith now, and it's like, man, maybe maybe that was the better option. He's maybe they should have right. stayed the course. <laughs> but and this is my thing. It's not that Dennis Allen should be a head coach for two, three years, should be just grandfathered into this position the way he has been. But like, I think people need to just kind of look at the status of a first-year head coach and understand that it's not that just that you lose football games that get you fired as a first-year head coach, right? Like some losses are baked in, like a transition period where there's a struggle is baked in. Like you don't get fired as a first-year head coach because the team isn't good. You get fired if it goes down in flames. It, you get fired if your kicker comes out and says he got kicked by you in practice. <laughs> like those are the type of like crazy stuff coming out of the locker room. That's what gets you fired as a first year head coach. Like people are coming to me and saying, well, Frank Reich, right? Uh, well, Frank Reich was in his third season. Right. It's not like he just showed up and went three and seven and got fired. Like, that's not how things work in the NFL. And as a as a team that is going to want head coaches to want to come coach for you, you can't do that. Like, you can't set that standard where it's like, oh, yeah, you come in and you don't win 10 games in your first season and you're shot out of a cannon. Like, I don't care how many petitions you file and how many signatures you get on a petition. That's not going to happen, guys. I, I think another problem, too, is the fact that heading into next year, okay, say you fired Dennis Allen right now. I'll say that Ryan Nielsen gets promoted to your interim head coach. And then next year you're looking for your next head coach. What is going to be attractive about this position for someone coming in with no quarterback, no first round draft pick and an aging roster on definitely on defense? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, and, and what coach would be like, Oh yeah, you fired the last guy. <laughs> like 10 games in. Yeah. So if I lose if I lose seven games, are you going to fire me, right? So right. essentially, you're setting a scenario where only someone with no options 
Like only someone who is not on the shortlist for any other team. And just wire, come on it. down. Right. So look at it this way. You know, you look at Dennis Allen's first head coaching job, and he took it because he wanted to be a head coach in the NFL. And the Raiders were like, I know that name. <laughs> and they hired him. But no one was clamoring to hire Dennis Allen, right, at that point. And so that's what the Raiders got. They hired a guy. But, like, is that what you want to do? You want to you hire a guy who no one else thinks is an NFL head coach material? No. Like, that's not going to turn around your franchise either, right? People come and say, like, Jeff Saturday, this and that, this and that. Okay, he won one game as a head coach, and everyone still hates him. Now, wait a minute. If we're, if we're going to fire Dennis Allen and bring in Bobby Hebert as head coach, I'm all aboard then. That would be something. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it is funny that I, I have people coming to me and be like, well, Jeff Saturday can win a game. It's like, you know the team Jeff Saturday beat? <laughs> Hmm. It's the same team that, that a Dennis Allen head coach team shut out. So unbelievable, right? <laughs> I think like I get it. You know, Dennis Da is just very frustrating to watch operate from the outside. But what I what I don't think people quite get their head around is when you're in that locker room, when you're talking to the players, when you're talking to the assistants, when you're kind of just observing how this team is going, the team wants to play for Dennis Allen. And and sure, like maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to, but when things are going that badly that you're going to fire a head coach mid-season, you're aware of it. Like it's seeping out. Like these guys aren't professional actors. They're not spending those 45 minutes that we're in the locker room, like, like guarding themselves. And then the second we leave, they're like, F this guy. You know, like it's not that situation. It's just a team that's not winning games and they have to figure out why. You know, there is a talent deficit and that's a bigger question. But firing the head coach isn't going to solve that question. No, and you, you know, we heard from a guy like Cam Jordan, obviously post game. And I know a lot of it is him saying what you have to say kind of a kind of thing. But he put it as he still believes in the players and the coaches that are in the room right now. And I really don't think he'd be throwing that out there, though, if he didn't believe that. I, I know that a lot of it is just him standing up for this team, but I don't think Cam would put that out there if he really believed that. He's awesome. I mean, um, I've said this a few times about him, but such a great leader of men. Um, he's been my DC since I've got here, and, and now he's head coach, and it's just we're, we're so blessed to have him, um, so blessed to have just the energy he brings, again, the discipline he brings, the um, just the mind that he brings, and um, you know, he, he's challenging us, but at the same time, he's, you know, he'll get that grin on his face. Like, I'm just excited, you know, and you can tell he's excited despite everything that's happened. Like, I'm excited. Like, he believes in the group. He knows what we can do. Um, and we just we got to figure a way to put it together. And, and that's what that's what we're working for. So that was Cade Nellis. You know, one of the super nicest guys you'll ever talk to. Easily. Also, <laughs> great cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, and he had a great game the other day, so you know we are going to give him more props uh, in the next segment. But you know, like either you think he's going up there and just lying through his teeth about how this team feels about their head coach, or you know, brace yourselves, he's telling you the truth, right? And so this isn't a team that is fracturing, that is coming apart at the seams. It's a team that's losing football games. And I think losing games at any point in the way the Saints have done it is going to stress kind of all of the pressure points on a team. And you have a head coach who 
I think one of his worst qualities is expressing himself to the media in a way that is not going to fire criticism. He does not understand the tone he needs to speak with, the word choice he needs to operate with. Like he needs a speechwriter because you can be a bad coach, but the way he is he is exhibiting himself in interviews is just inviting every ounce of criticism. And the way he's not, you know, going out after halftime after your quarterback throws back to back pick sixes and saying, "Keep doing what you're doing," like you are a meme, and you are not aware of the fact that you are just creating that around yourself. That is his biggest fault. It is his biggest fault is not like not understanding the game of football, not being able to hold people accountable, not being able to devise a game plan. You know, like if anything, his biggest fault is not appreciating the the deficits within his own team and fixing them. Like not being able to make things work with CJ Gardner Johnson, who I came on here and said that was the dumbest thing the Saints could have done and not just try to pay the guy. And now he's got three times more interceptions than the entire Saints roster through 10 games. That's the problem with DA. And so as long as the problem with your head coach is, is not within the locker room, with not, not in the functional sense of the team, he's not going to get fired. He might get fired in the offseason. He's not going to get fired midseason. You know what? And I, I really don't feel like the team, the, from everything that was said going into this year, and even running up to now, just the fact that I think they still give Dennis another season here as head coach just because of what I talked about earlier, too, about the fact that what do you have on this roster, on this team right now that is attractive for another head coach that is not desperate for a, a head coaching go- job? R- right, exactly. Like, do you want you want to bring in the desperate guy? And And keep in mind, if you are cleaning house, and you are like, well, we're gonna we're gonna clear the decks and do whatever we have to do. Then you're tanking next year anyway. Yeah. So why would you? Why would you would want to tank and then bring in the head coach? Like you don't want to establish a losing culture with a first year head coach who is then gonna be like, well, are you gonna fire me if it's that bad? Yeah. Like so, like logically speaking, it does not make sense to fire a head coach mid season unless you have like an interim that you feel like is is a guy you want to get a look at. And I don't know if the Saints have that. Maybe, like I said, maybe Ryan Nielsen. Yeah. But he doesn't have, obviously, the head coaching experience either. Things aren't going to get better. The team's not going to suddenly become more talented than it is. No, and it's not like, you know, he's he's running the D-line. The D-line's not doing anything fantastic this year. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's going to become the head coach and suddenly a quarterback's going to appear out of thin air. Like, it's just not going to happen. But... You know, and and I think again, you're going to go into next season. And you're going to be like, well, we have a first round pick in 2024. Right. Maybe that'll be a good pick, and you can bring in a quarterback. You can bring in a head coach who feels confident in the quarterback that you're bringing in, and you know that that's that's something. But either way, well, like, and, and this part- is not. I hope people aren't listening to this and saying, "Wow, what a ringing endorsement of Dennis Allen as a no, head coach." Right. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think he's necessarily a good head coach. I'm just saying that this idea that they're going to fire him. I mean. You are setting yourself up for even more disappointment than you are already experiencing watching Saints games on Sundays. That's all I'm saying. I'm seeing Saints fan for life, and I appreciate the idea, and I've seen it a few from a few folks online right now that the Saints should do everything in their power to try and get Sean Payton back. That's not happening. Why do you think he left? The man saw the writing on the wall here. I mean, yeah. The only good thing is, Jeff, I think that 
right now with all these other teams doing some midseason firings, the availability of Sean Payton to them helps the Saints. Hopefully there starts to become like this bidding war for Payton services. Who knows? There's a, a John Mule is pointing out that Doug Marone could be the interim head coach, which is actually a good sure. point. Right. But I mean, you think that will be better? Like, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what coach he would put into that role, but this is not a good football team as constructed. Like, I think that's the, that is the hill that people need to get over is like this idea that this, like the issue isn't so much that the coaching staff can't coach that the, that this team is, is leaving a lot out on the field. It's just not a very talented football team. Like that's there's, there's the veterans have reached an inflection point where they're not able to make up for gaps that they used to be able to. There's not enough young talent filling in. Like one of the reasons you're dealing with injuries, you're dealing with a lot of injuries, but one of the reasons that seems even more impactful, it seems impossible to win is because the players you're calling on to fill in are not players that you feel like can go win football games, right? You had Kevin White out there. You had Kevin White as right. a target. And they stay, Marquez Callaway was surprisingly yeah. an inactive for me that game. But yeah, I mean, you have a UDFA who's inactive. But the fact is, like, the hero has got to be a UDFA, right? I think the issue is the the draft strategy you've implemented over the past five years and the fact that you tried to transition from a gopher broke all in with Drew Brees and Sean Payton and just kind of paper over the holes that you never filled because you didn't have to over those last few years. And so that's my biggest thing. It's like this team needs to be torn down and and kind of rebuilt around the young players that you've brought in. Trying to just say, oh, you're going to change the head coach and suddenly suddenly we're going to have talent at key positions. It's, that's not the case. We're talking maybe about this same kind of scenario next year. And then I, I could see Dennis Allen being let go midway through next season, but it's not happening this year. Yeah, right. And, you know, I think that there are changes you make. And so you, so if you're the GM and you're looking at this and you're going to the offseason and you're saying, okay, well, this didn't work. What can we change to make it work? Like what are, what are places that we can look, that we can adjust and we can do things? And so it's like, you know what? I don't think Pete Carmichael should have been the offensive coordinator. I don't think that he wanted it to be the offensive coordinator. And you are seeing a very uninspired offensive attack at Amen, the brother. least. Like this is not a creative offense. This is not like you don't want to go full Matt Canada, but you also just like you you don't do anything. Like have you even seen like an end around? <laughs> like, have you seen anything that is designed to like get the defense off balance? Like, it is a very uninspired offensive attack. I'm really surprised, too, because a lot of things I heard from some former players, even a coach, the fact that Carmichael was supposedly this more aggressive play caller than Sean even was, and I just haven't seen that at all. Well, so I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a play calling issue. I think it's a game planning issue. It's the plan you go into the game with that I think is the issue, and you know, I do feel like, to an extent, Pete didn't want this job. Right, and we all know that. It was reported. It's not like that was wrong and suddenly it was like, actually, you know, it was like, no, like, it. The, I think he was talked into it. <laughs> and it looks like it, right. Yeah, and so, like, to me, that's the that's where you try to make changes first. And sure, maybe you do 
fire the head coach and go a different direction this next offseason with an entirely new staff, too. Like, that is another option. But this is not a team that's going to hit the panic button. Sometimes you're just a bad football team. It's natural. It happens. That's how the NFL works, right? Like, you see teams just kind of fall off. They're good for a very long time, especially if you have that quarterback. Look at the Patriots. Are they good right now? Is that a good football team? If Bill Belichick left, do you think that Josh McDaniels would be in a better situation, right? Or or Matt Patricia would be in a better situation? Guys who have failed somewhere else and for some reason get second chances, just like Dennis Allen did. The plan here was that continuity. Obviously, we kept hearing that was a big word for this team, uh, for this team, for this coaching staff going into this year. And they tried. They tried to upgrade a quarterback, and they they missed out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And you know what? That might end up being a blessing in disguise too. Yeah. And again, like this has been a long rant, but like this is not me endorsing Dennis Allen as a head coach. This is just me saying like I do not see this Saints organization firing their head coach midseason, and I agree with that. Like I don't think that you will be better off firing your head coach, especially a guy who has not lost the locker room, which again, unless you think that every single player is going up there and gritting their teeth and just flat out lying, which right, would we're, not we're not having a Derek Carr situation where nobody's melting down at the podium. Yeah, that's true. No one's get, giving you like a, that's my quarterback meme. And you know what? Everyone's making fun of the guy. I feel bad for him, obviously. Yeah, he's in over his head. And, and I, I don't disagree with that. But I disagree with this idea that a coach struggles in his first year and you fire him. And I think anybody you bring in will be like, that's not where I want to be. See, the only thing is people are going back to obviously Dennis's record as a, a Raiders coach. And you're saying, look, there's a track record here. And I get that. But to me, there's still no way you're going you're to make this move right now and deciding to part ways with him. It does, it does not. And you've said this. too. It's, it's not going to benefit this team in any way. That's all. And it's like, I see a petition here. Like, that's the thing. It's just like, like, just ex- like, this is a bad football team. Like, you need to look yourself in the mirror and just say it. This is a bad football team. Can they start playing better? Sure. Will firing the head coach and bringing in someone else make this a good football team? No. And so we're going to get into some of the, some of the duds that help wait, wait. this team be a bad football team. I'm seeing Sergeant King. Hold on. I'm counting that money that Dennis paid us off because we, yeah, we're rolling around in some big ducats over here. I wish. Maybe the check got lost in the mail. God, <laughs> I could use some of that some of that Saints money. If Dennis paid me to sit here and say, I don't think he's a good head coach, then you should get fired because that was a bad decision. I don't know why you'd make that investment. It'd be like buying FTX stock now. I think it's pretty clear. Tom, what Thomas is saying there too, just coming in. Sean did more with less. That's obvious. Look at last year. Sean Payton is Sean Payton. Anyway, let's wrap that up. I don't need to go into more of my spirited defense of why you don't fire a head coach in his first season. But we are going to go into getting into more from that Week 10 game. Again, just an ugly game. A bad team playing a bad team and the worst team lost. A battle of the shitty. Yep, that's it. That's inside black and gold. Battle of the shittiest. (laughs) All right, stick around.